Be still and know that God is here. Be still and know that God is here. Be still and know that God is here. In the name of the Creator, Redeemer, and Sustainer. Amen. Please be seated. Gail has been gone for three years. Three years ago, I spent the afternoon of Ash Wednesday lying on a hospital bed in a living room, offering ashes and final kisses to one of our very dearest friends for the last time. Later that day, she took her last breath, and her beautiful soul was released from a body that could no longer contain her beautiful spirit. It was, of course, a difficult moment, as all holy goodbyes are, especially when you have loved and been loved fiercely by another. And yet, if you have been through that moment of a holy death with someone you know that it is as beautiful and as peaceful at times as it is heartbreaking. And it is a time that I shall never forget. I share that story on, of that holy death on this holy night with you, not to garner your sympathy, but to witness to the power of the words and actions we will hear and experience in a few moments. Through ancient words and symbolic actions, we begin this season of Lent and embrace a posture of humility and self-reflection as we kneel for prayer and then have our foreheads marked with ashes in the sign of the cross. Gail lived a life that so perfectly matches the intent of this day. And I still think, even these years later, that it is such a gift that I can share these reminders of her with you, even if you hadn't met her. You see, Gail was a brilliant theologian, a licensed lay preacher, a teacher, a high school teacher in a correctional facility. She was a certified master gardener, an exquisite woodworker and furniture restorer, and she was fiercely independent and outspoken and very, very funny. And yet, over the last seven years of her life, a geoblastoma brain tumor, multiple brain surgeries, strokes, and a sleuth of medications, and the effects of chemotherapy, slowly stripped her way, ability away to do many of the things that identified who she was as a person. She was unable to read very much, she was unable to type. She was unable to do much of her woodwork. And in the last few years, she was unable to drive. And while each of those losses of ability was, I'm sure, very frustrating, what actually happened for those of us around her was a miracle. It was a gift in what we saw changed in her life and in our life, and she became a new kind of hero to us. She lived and eventually died with a kind of unmitigated honesty. She learned to do what many of us still struggle with. She asked for help. 
Every day, she had to ask one of us to drive her somewhere, to type something, to read something. It is something we rarely do. I rarely do very well. She spoke openly about her journey and her health. She stayed faithful even in her regret of having to leave us, and particularly her beautiful grandchildren who she adored. She faced into her mortality with dignity and grace. And that, my friends, is precisely what this day reminds us to do as well, to face into our mortality with dignity and grace. Too often, I think we conflate the word humility with the word humiliation, and the two are not at all related. Today, Ash Wednesday, is a day calling us to our knees as an act of true humility, to remember what it means to release our need to sometimes be first, or to always succeed, or to win, or to dominate, or to just be right, and instead to be focused on showing up fully without need of acclamation or recognition. The call to humility is the invitation to be reminded of our blessedness within the context of our very broken lives and face fully for even a moment into our need for forgiveness and for healing and for God's grace. Ash Wednesday is a time to consider the deep symbolism of the ashes. Remember that these ashes have been made by burning last year's palm branches the symbol we use to welcome and herald the arrival of Jesus, who we thought was coming to be our king by earthly standards, and instead became our savior because of a love that would never die. These ashes are a remarkable symbol calling us to a kind of countercultural message, submitting our very selves to this Lenten journey a time to reflect on and remember what is most sacred and important in our lives. Ashes are about as gritty as it gets. I've been smearing them over me all day today since noon. They smell, you can feel them, and they remind us life is messy. The ashes pressed into our foreheads remind us to resist the temptation to think of ourselves as only essential spirits. We are flesh. We are dust. We are loved as such by God, and today of all days, we are called to love the dust as well. So today we set out on a journey, a journey into a kind of symbolic wilderness a barren wilderness where we'll go with Jesus and it will lead us from temptation to pain and suffering to persecution and death, in the end, resurrection and then ascension. But I caution us to not jump too quickly to the end of the story. That's what we can't do tonight. Our faith requires the journey, not just the destination. Each step calls us to notice God and our surroundings and who we are and who we are becoming during the journey. So for today, 
with all of who we are and whatever is going on in our lives today, we start the journey by taking one small step. In a few minutes, we will hear the ancient words of our liturgy formally inviting us into this season of Lent. The invitation will call us individually and collectively into a time of self-examination and repentance by prayer and fasting and self-denial, as well as reading and meditating on Scripture. The journey we take this year will depend heavily on how we hear that invitation. Individually, this penitential season can be rejected or simply ignored if the invitation we hear is one that rubs us the wrong way or if it just doesn't fit into our already well-crafted and pretty busy schedule. Collectively, though, it's hard to ignore because we get to look at each other in the eye day after day after day and keep each other honest and authentic along the way. May we make ourselves available to the journey this year. May we make ourselves available to God this year within the context of this community and expect miraculous noticings along the way. I pray what we will hear individually and collectively are answers to some of our deepest questions and longings, as well as the reminders of the truth and the courage and the humility and honesty that our Christian journey does require. So we begin today. Pack only what is necessary. Open your heart. Let your guard down even to yourself for just a little while. I look forward to the road through the wilderness ahead, and I give thanks every day that this is the community and this is the journey that I get to travel with. As we travel through these days of Lent, may you keep your heart open, broken and blessed, things known and unknown. Traveling mercies, my friends. Traveling mercies.